Oh my god, the first, the very top comment on this YouTube video for the episode we're watching is by a person whose display name is Lolita, and it just says, deeper, dot, 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 go deeper. It's amazingly appropriate, actually. I just, I needed you to know. Why would you tell me this? Because it's hilarious. Just, why would you do this to me? Because it's hilarious. Awful and bad. to Imagine Me and Utena, a revolutionary girl Utena podcast. I'm Panda. I'm your host. I'm here with my co-host Alice. How you doing, Alice? Doing all right. Today, we are talking about Revolutionary Girl Utena episode 18, Mitsuru's Impatience. Now, a bit of a uh, peek behind the curtain here. I have been under the weather lately, as Alice knows, but the, the listeners do not. And so I have been pushing back this recording for a while and I was going to do that. It's been 9,000 years. It has been 9,000 years and I almost did that again today because I had not yet watched the episodes, but then I decided, you know what? Fuck it. We're doing the episode. I haven't seen these episodes since I watched Revolutionary Girl Utsuna for the first time, but Alice has. So today the Kohai <laughs> has become the Senpai. Fuck it. We're doing it live. We're doing it live. Uh, this episode is about Mitsuru, and you have been cringing about this episode for about as long as we have been needing to do it. How do you feel about this episode? Cringing is the wrong word. Can you cringe in an excited way? Can you be like 50% cringe and like 50% um, gleeful? Because that's about what I, what, I, what I would be. Well, every time that we've mentioned this episode, you've always been like, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, I'm God. just because I can't contain myself. There are so many things. It's 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 like Will Ferrell movie where they're like, there's so time for activity. There are so many activities. It's not Will Ferrell movie. I don't remember the movie. Look, the point is that, that there's a lot of stuff to unpack in this episode. It's going to happen. And, and you're not going to catch it because you're just going to believe the best about humanity. And that's a wrong thing to do. Will Ferrell movie? Brothers or something. Oh, I haven't seen. I don't seen, think it's Will Ferrell. I haven't seen. No, Step Brothers is a Will Ferrell movie, but I have not seen it. So I don't know. I can't reference it. I can't. I can't pick up on that reference. I don't even know. Well, I guess that neither of us know. All I know is that Mitsuru is about to happen. Yes, I am very ready. So we're on the little balcony thing where the student council talks and apparently end of the world might have another idea and Naname's like, we in the student council control what goes on here. There isn't room for newcomers. Apparently there's going to be a newcomer. I think they're talking about the, the, um, I mean, they all know about the Black Rose at this point. Yeah. And look at that blush. Yeah. Naname asked about the dueling specifically with regards to jury and then we saw the sword being pulled out of jury briefly and both of them got super blushy and then suddenly Mitsuru is here and he's bringing Naname her shoes for gym class I guess and they're all stony silent it's all it's raining and they're all holding umbrellas why don't they go inside 
I like their color-coordinated umbrellas. Sometimes aesthetics are more important than practicality. That is, that's a very good summary of everything in the show, probably. Mitsuru wants to know what's going on, and Naname is like, it's none of your business. It's adult talk, because they're adults, right? That straight up was like one step below Asuka pathetic. I literally, that's exactly what I was thinking when she looked back at him. That is exactly what she looked like. Well, not exactly, but I mean, you know, you get it. Like, it's the same kind of sentiment. Can we also, like, I, I love the fact that, um, washy thing that happens whenever they talk about it, as if they're not even trying to be subtle about, about, like, all their visual metaphors. Yep, swords or dicks. Well, domestic, that is. They're just gardening in the rain. Yes, Utana and Anthe are in the rose garden, and it's raining, and they saw Mitsuru and Naname walk by, and they were talking about how Mitsuru always follows her around, and... They said, we hope that Naname appreciates it. And now some random girl that we've never seen before is yelling at Mitsuru for doing all of Naname's shit for her because she's like, you can't just be nice to a girl and expect her to like you. Oh, Mitsuru is like, I just want to be near Miss Naname. And the other girl's like, you need to get into a normal relationship. And Mitsuru is like, don't be such a know-it-all. You're only one year older than me. Mitsuru tells her that her body isn't mature yet and she slaps him across the face and calls him a jerk and runs off. And then Naname's there. She's so much taller than him. Of course she is. Naname's like, who's that bitch you were talking to? This is, Naname has this moment of like actually caring about someone who isn't Toga for about 10 seconds. Yeah, she asks Mitsuru if he has any friends and he's like, uh, friends? And he's like, I just like being with you, Miss Naname. And she's like, that girl you were talking to was pretty cute. Is she your girlfriend? And he's like, no, she's just an old friend. And he's, by the way, carrying her umbrella for her to protect her from the rain, but not protect him from the rain. He has a raincoat. Now he's inside and that other girl is back and he has some bags sitting next to him. And he's like, that's Miss Naname's lunch. And she's like, all of that is for Miss Naname? And she just took a candy bar and started eating it and said, no matter what you do for her, she's going to use you up and leave you. She says that it's her woman's intuition that Naname is like a black widow spider. I'm not sure that she's like up to be a spider. Like she schemes, she's just not necessarily great at it. <laughs> oh God, oh, okay, man. you see? Okay, you he see? was holding the banana and he said, as long as she eats this, I'll be happy. And the girl blushes and is like, that's gross. And, and he doesn't get it. Yeah, he didn't get it. She leaves the chocolate bar and he goes to eat it and then decides that eating it would be an indirect kiss because she ate yes. it before him, I guess. And that's a pretty standard, like, anime trip, though. You know, an indirect kiss is the name of a Steven Universe episode. I'm pretty sure they were referencing that that, that trope. Almost definitely. Mitsuru runs to Naname and is like, I made your favorite lunch. Bananame's talking to Mikage and she's like, no thanks. I don't need that lunch today. This is the guy that runs the Black Rose seminar. And apparently he has asked Naname to be part of the seminar. And she says, if I can be of any use to you at all, dot, 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 dot. And then Mikage's like, why don't we go somewhere a little more private and get some lunch and talk about this more. And he puts his arm around he her just... shoulder and they walk off. I feel bad for him. 
Oh, Mitsuru. And now Mitsuru is in the library and he's reading some books and Utsuna and Anthony walk in and they're like, hey, what you doing? And he's like, what does it mean to be an adult? And Utsuna and Anthony are like, I think being an adult means you have to experience certain things. And then the three guys that love Naname are like, certain things? And then Mitsuru asks her if she's done those certain things. And Anthe says, there are a lot of oh adult things about us, right, Miss Utena? And Utena's like, there are? There are? They're like, Ogawa has a mustache in the background. This is so fucking funny. Now uh, we're in Akio's chamber and Utena's talking to him about how Mitsuru asked her about the difference between adults and children. And she asks Akio which one she is. And he's like, which one do you think you are? And she's like, I don't know. I never really thought about it before. And Akio says, with each passing year, a star loses its brilliance. Perhaps you can say people are like that, too. That's super fucking creepy. When I start thinking about it, like, it is getting kind of creepier. <sighs> this show, man. I told you this one's weird. Yeah, they are a lot more... They are a lot less subtle about the innuendo in this episode, by far. Now we see Mamma Mia, and he's in the place with the black rose and shit, and Mikage's like, why don't you come out for a while? The rain depresses me, and he says that the rain relaxes him. Mikage asks Mamma Mia if he's decided on the next duelist, and Mikage says the he calls her a queen or something. And Mamma Mia calls him a terrible man. And Mikage says, beauty alone will not get us the Rose Bride. Mamma Mia says, I understand. And then both of them are mysteriously gone from the Black Rose Chamber. Now we see Mitsuru is watching some movies of adults kissing each other. And he is studying it very diligently. He's studying very intently these heterosexual kisses. It's sort of like the inverse of that while you were being heterosexual, I studied the blade. <laughs> the blade. <laughs> while everyone else was studying the blade, I was studying being heterosexual. The girl from earlier showed up and is like, you think that watching adults is going to make you an adult? And she's like, why are you trying to copy other people? And she says, Yowch. someone who has had a kiss is more an adult than someone who watches a thousand kisses. You're not stupid, but you're doing this all weird. You have to practice. Don't you know that? Are they going to smooch? Oh, well, they're holding hands now. And they're both really blushy. And Mitsuru goes in for the kiss. And God. <laughs> I guess she says no because she calls him a jerk and a child and runs off. And now Naname is standing outside the door. And she sees Mitsuru come out. And he's been slapped in the face, clearly. Mitsuru has thrown away the bento either. box that he used to make Naname's lunch. And is thinking about how earlier Naname called him a child and how Utena said being an adult mostly means you have to experience certain things. And Anthony's saying there are a lot of adult things about us, right, Miss Utena? <laughs> God, that's just so, like, whoever wrote that line had way too much fun writing it. Yeah, I have a lot of fun watching it, so... <laughs> 
I'm pretty sure I've reblogged a gif of that on our blog. Naname shows up and is like, what were you doing in the screening room today? And he's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, I saw you with a girl. I knew it. What were you doing with that old friend of yours? You like that girl, don't you? Naname, why do you care? You don't like him like that. And he's a baby. I'm not entirely sure what her motives are either. He says he wishes that he had been born the same year as Naname so that he could do adult things. Because I guess being fucking 13 is an adult. I mean, I assumed it. I kind of assumed the first time I watched this that, like, she was she was coming to confront him about the fact that, like, you know, because that ended really badly. And she wanted to know what what went on. Like, what, what did you do to get slapped and make a girl run away crying? So... I don't know. There's sort of this weird, like, element of jealousy there for some reason. There is. You're right. Like, I'm not really sure what that is. But she, I mean, she does kind of soften about it. Mitsuru has gone to the Black Rose Seminar and is now confessing his sins in the Elevator of Doom. He says Naname is so... Did he say Naname is so pretty and dependable? What about Naname made him think that she's dependable we the same i don't know but now but now yes you deeper i hate it i I hate it when they say that i love it that picture like naname is fully there and you just see like half of mitsuru's head next to her isn't enough anymore it's called puberty man you can go home he's talking about how naname and mari which is the girl i guess have both been laughing about him because he's not an adult and he just wants to be an adult and now he says he wants to wreck everything wreck it all wreck it all and i guess now the elevator crashed i mean it's literally like puberty angst it is absolutely not at all subtle puberty angst and i still feel bad for him anyway because like i mean inadvertently they've kind of tag teamed him don't say that you Okay, now Mitsuru and Naname are sitting in the viewing room and he put his hand on Naname's hand and he's got the black rose duelist ring and she's like, what's going on? And he looks at her with blank eyes and pulls swords, her swords, from her chest. And with this, I will be an adult. And then, a, and then a rose will do. Like, it's just... A drop falls off a rose. It, it's a thing that happens. Utena opens her locker and gets out her umbrella, and in her umbrella is an invitation to duel. And then we get Aiko and Biko. Extra, extra, extra! I did it! That's right! Today I did it for the first time! What? And you didn't tell your own father? Where did it happen? In a car, apparently. How could you be so stupid? Now, dear, please! I was really nervous, but I have no regrets about it. Hmm, she seemed very determined for her first time. I guess I had to be brave, but getting my proof of adulthood wasn't that hard. And I got a glass of juice for my trouble. What are you talking about? Well, donating blood, of course. You can give blood when you're 16. Proof of adulthood. They're talking about fucking, aren't they? Alice, are they talking about fucking? Oh, no, they're talking about donating blood. Well, they got me. Yeah, I was, I was, I I didn't want to spoil it, but like. Now Utena is going up to the dueling arena. I love the fact, by the way, did you notice that the, the swords are like almost as big as he was? Yeah, yeah, they are. Fancy situation. Can't believe it took 18 episodes for this anime to do the most anime thing ever and have swords as big as a person. <laughs> episodes. They held off, but it could not be held off forever. Absolute destiny apocalypse. <clears throat> 
our favorite song. It's a pretty good song, actually. It is a really good song, and we talk about it literally like almost every episode. About how awesome it is, because it is pretty awesome. Yeah, literally, while I'm editing, I hear once an episode us going, man, I love this song so much. And it's true, we do, because it's good. I can't See, hear it I right now, the because word. if I had the volume on, it would be coming in the recording. Um... I listen to a sound because I have headphones, but I know the word Rocky Wind, but only because um, Wolf's Rain was my first love. Ooh, I read the Wolf's Rain manga and was super confused because at the time I did not know that it was a an abridged adaptation almost of the anime. I didn't know if the anime. Oh, it's first. it's an abridgment of an abridgment. Yeah, the actual show is like bleak, suicide note, depressing. I've never seen the show. I'll watch it one day. Here we so go, here we go. we've got our desks, and they have Back chocolate bars. bars on them. And Mitsuru has this cute little dueling uniform, and it's, like, green. And he's got these swords. Uh, he is really cute. <laughs> and then he tries to stab Utena, and he cuts off some of her hair. He, Which reflects the fact, by the way, that um, Nanami got closer to winning than a lot of the duelists have. Yeah, actually. She barely even challenged her in hindsight but like she almost lost anatomy yeah uh, but also because anatomy is way more aggressive power of dios that sleeps within me heed your master and come forth oh yeah i feel like it's been so long since i saw this great scene of utina pulling a sword out of anthe's boobs i'm but it's so good i love it this is actually a really good song underneath this too i can't hear it so i'll take your word for it Gotta get headphones, girl. I have headphones. It's just the way that the recording is set up so that we don't have to record our audio separately. I'm recording whatever is coming okay, this through makes, my headphones. Look at this. You see this? This makes me angry. What makes you angry? Tell me about it. She should, she should know better than to catch her sword on this dumb little knife when he's got a full sword right there. See? She should know better. Come on. Those are that. That's a rookie move. It's a, can't be a rookie. Oh, there's a little one inside. And she... Cuts the rose off of his chest very abruptly. Did you see the the tiny statue inside the big statue? I did. That was cool. Oh, and the rose ring crumples from his hand and he falls to the floor in a red outline. On top of that sword, which is... Where did it go? Nobody this knows. to me where things keep disappearing. Nanami's walking and Mitsuru catches up behind her and says good morning. And she blushes at him. And he's like, is something wrong? And she's like, no, it's nothing. And then Mari runs up behind him and is like, you got to get a move on or you'll be late. And then he starts to run ahead and then stops to bow to Naname and then runs off. And Naname looks up at the sky and says, it's going to be warm today. To be continued. Oh, oh, I don't know. I like that ending. Like, he... You know that that ending. I mean that that little sequence seems a lot more um, ways than most of his behavior is. Yeah, this is an interesting episode. It feels like it was really short for some reason. I don't know. Like it's the same length as the other episodes. It just feels shorter for some reason. Maybe it's just because we haven't done this. There's less going on. Yeah, I guess it feels like they packed a lot in that brief 20 plus minutes. But I guess, is this like a two-parter? Does it follow up in the next episode? Like I said earlier, I haven't watched it, so... No, not really. Oh, well, I assumed with the to be continued, but meh. I mean, the Mitsuru, Mitsuru part doesn't. At least I don't remember it does. Yeah. Well, so how did you feel about all that? That was uh, interesting. There are so... So, so many, like, really ham-fisted 
hours and they make me uncomfortable and yet it's hilarious yeah there are a lot of uh there are a lot of innuendo that are made and a lot of blushing to drive that innuendo home in case you didn't pick up on that which was going on and yeah this was a funny episode in a lot of ways it's a little weird things miss you to that <laughs> oh my god i will never be over there are a lot of adult things about us miss utana this is the that may be one of the best lines in the entire show maybe and utana like has this bewildered look on her face like she can't so keep confused. up up with the conversation she's not sure which way is that's miss <laughs> Utena is so naive. I want to know, like, I kind of want to know if that was intentional on Anthony's part or not. I I cannot believe it is anything other than intentional, and I'm basing this solely on Anthony's behavior in the movie because it kind of reminds me a little bit of a scene from the movie that I can't talk about because you haven't seen it. But listeners, if you want to know what this reminds me of, then you can DM us on Twitter so that Alice can't see it because if you send it to me through like just a regular tweet and then I have to respond to that then Alice can see it because she follows us on Twitter and I don't want to ruin I'm, anything the movie's good I'm on the Twitter sees I mean I know some things but not most things but yeah yeah I definitely feel like that was intentional on Anthe's part Anthe likes to act like she is chaste and pure and not knowledgeable about quote unquote adult things but she's it, it it's a it's all a ruse Anthe knows more than she lets on the rose bride is not what she seems that was that literally what I was about to say because yeah it, it pretty Comes through pretty clear that... No, Anthony's definitely fucking with Utano when she says that. No pun intended. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. I didn't mean it when it's when I started that sentence, and then at the end, I was like, oh no, a pun! It's too late now. Nothing could be taken back. Yeah, I definitely, if you haven't been watching along with us, I definitely recommend watching this episode just for the giggles because it is a little awkward because we are talking about uh puberty and a young boy but i mean it doesn't get anywhere close to explicit like at all it, it doesn't and look it felt tonally a little different from other episodes Uma in the show are so incredibly awkward at times that like that's the ticket you pay you, you pay this awkwardness to Mr. Director Man, and he provides you with quality content. This is a small sacrifice. Smallest sacrifice. <laughs> oh, life is terrible. Hell's other people. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to say about this episode? Uh, oh, jeez. I can't think of anything else except that um, it was better than sword fights. Now, uh, or Mr. Bagman Chan. <laughs> now, this isn't related to the episode, but I figured I would uh, let the listeners in on this a little bit. But as a rather early birthday present, I got you the Revolutionary Girl Utena manga, and you've been reading that lately. You did. It was so good. Like, it made my day. Thank you again. You've only read the first half, right? That's correct. Or did I you tried... go read the rest of it? But I ended up reading. I ended up reading about half the second one because I couldn't take it anymore. 
listeners, we plan on doing episodes about both volumes of the manga because the manga is only two volumes, right? Yeah, it's only two volumes, and it actually like cuts out a lot of stuff. Well, I mean, obviously, this is a 40 episode, 40 plus. I, I don't remember how many episodes are in this. I think it's actually 39. It's 39. I think about it. Yeah, this is a 39 episode anime, so... It is unlikely that they would have as much in the manga as they do in the anime. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. There are a lot of really huge differences and some small ones. Um, there are some differences in there that are actually really interesting, and they change. Like, their characters are interesting, like things about manga and anime versions of, of several characters. Yeah, I look forward to getting to talk about that because I still have not read it, and I don't know if I intend to... But I, I'm excited to talk about it because it seems like an interesting topic of conversation. I, I think we'll do that after we finish the anime, I guess, unless we need like a bonus episode at some point and we can't do an episode of the anime for some reason, then we may slip that in there. But we're going to try to do an episode about each volume of the manga and split it up into two parts, just as the way the manga is, because I feel like... It might be a bit much to try and talk about the whole thing all at once. Would you agree? Oh yeah, it would be. It would be. Yeah, so I look forward to that. And you've you've been enjoying it uh, as it's really good. As anyone who follows you on Twitter might have surmised, because there's two me. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've said a few things. I know. It's the best part, frankly. There's not really two Mickeys. They're just talking about Kozue, but the resemblance between Kozue and Mickey is apparently played up in the manga? Or would you say that's incorrect? Why do you gotta, like, destroy the suspense? <laughs> Mystery in the world. Well, I'm sorry, listeners, if I destroyed your suspension of disbelief that there were not two Mickeys in the manga. Like, let, let the dream live just a little more. That's what they that say about me, Panda the Dream Killer. Yeah, it just goes away. And even she's different. There, uh, It's yet again, like, different feelings. Like, there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, yeah, I look forward to it. I've been trying to uh, avoid too many spoilers on that front so that uh, we can talk about mm -hmm. it and I don't uh, know too much, maybe. I feel like that'll be an interesting approach to the conversation. Yeah, I don't I'm know, good. maybe I'll read it. <laughs> But I guess that does us for this week. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at UtenaCast. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Mpandanata. Alice, you want to tell them what your Twitter handle is? My Twitter handle is at LiarWolf. The moment is Revolution Wolf Girl, but it will probably be something different within a couple of days. Alice has been using her Twitter a lot more lately, so there's actually stuff yeah, there. Yeah, I, I discovered that Twitter is fun. Now that I have someone to follow, i.e. I like night in the woods i suddenly have interest in twitter again yeah the night in the woods twitter is great they're always retweeting fan art and stuff i love it but yeah uh if you want to follow us on tumblr you can do that at imaginemeinutena.tumblr.com where we reblog utena fan art and utena posts and post about when episodes are coming up and etc cetera, etc cetera. 
if you want to email us. Nobody has done that, but you can at imagineandmutina at gmail.com. And I, oh, yes, we have a Patreon. Before I forget to say that again, we have a Patreon and you can donate to it. And if you do that, you can get yourself our love and adoration or a fanfic of your choice. Or if we actually get people that start donating, I'll start putting up outtakes and clips from episodes that I have saved in a folder of miscellaneous clips. There are many. There are many things that from pre-shows that do not make it into the show, mostly because they are dumb and would not be pertinent to the listening experience. But they exist and you want to listen to them because they're all pretty great. And it's usually Alice being hilarious and me laughing at it. I try. But I guess that does for this week. Revolutionize the world, everybody. See you later. Thank you.